guys, I'm back. I have one of my friends here today. I'm really excited for you guys to hear a little bit about her. Her name is Lydia. Hi, She's, guys. <laughs> she is just a doll. We met in Tampa, um, my boyfriend and her fiance, fiance now. Is, they are friends, and we were in Tampa, and you guys were living there, or you were visiting there at the time? I can't remember. I think at the time I was visiting, but we did end up living there for a year. Okay, that's right. And so we met up one night, and you were just so fun. Like, you were so bubbly <laughs> at the club, and, like, we were just... I wasn't having the greatest time because my boyfriend was being annoying, but, like, you were just so sweet, and, like, I didn't feel like... You know how when you're around girls, sometimes you can just feel, like, this kind of just weird energy, like, first when you meet somebody. The standoff. Yeah, and they're just kind of judgmental. Yeah. Or, But you were just so sweet, and I was, like, afterwards I was told Jesse, I'm, like, I want to hang out with her again. Like, we can hang out with them again. That was a fun, fun time, so. Yeah, Tangra, Tangra times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and then, yeah, so we just wanted to get into a little bit of you because the more I learn about you – I'm like, dang, you have some good life lessons and some good poor decisions that were made. Damn. Or bad ones, right? Yeah. Terrible ones. Just, I just call them life lessons at this point because that's it's just all it is. The universe is trying to tell us something, you know? Well, if there's one, like, hidden jump to everything is you wouldn't be who you are today unless you went through all that stuff. So True. I wouldn't change anything, but... There's definitely, like, learning points that I feel like people can listen to. And maybe if they're in some a similar situation or something that sounds remotely close to what I went through, maybe just consider what I'm saying and what the end result might be. <laughs> Get out Tell earlier. Tell me about it. It's hard sometimes, like we've talked about before. It's hard when you, you know, if you're dealing with a person especially, which is kind of what we're the theme is today like maybe you're dealing with an outside person it's hard when you're a nice person and you want to be friends with somebody and you're giving somebody the benefit of the doubt it can be a little hard when you get tangled up in some (laughs) kind of crazy thing yeah and I think that applies to like friends and relationships Mm -hmm. there's a certain point where you can't be too nice you just have to see the red flags or see whether or not they're adding value or anything positive to your life and if the answer is no kind of maybe reevaluate what you're doing mm-hmm. and like some red flags you know like oh your parents might not like somebody or yeah they might not like your partner and at the time it's like you're pushing against it and you're like no I know what I'm doing I'm an adult now whatever yeah <laughs> but the reality is like if you think about it your friends and your close family members like they're really looking out for your best mm-hmm. interests so yeah and sometimes they can see like if you're starting to change in like negative ways once this person is in your life like it's easier for them to see from an outside perspective what's going on oh yeah you and know? I mean who doesn't rebel against their parents and who doesn't have a wild yeah couple teenage years oh. or early adult years <laughs> my teenage brain and like my teenage self still pops up sometimes like in my current relationship like uh, like sometimes I get a little immature with things you know everybody can but you just gotta you really you just gotta learn you got to take the situation, you got to learn from it and move forward. Well, and a lot of it, I think, is building, like, your own perception of, like, your self-value and having self-respect. Because yeah. I can say when I was young and I had my first situation mm-hmm. <laughs> of a couple. Yeah. <laughs> but the first main one, the first poor decision that I went through was definitely a lot of it had to do with I didn't have that self-worth and self-value and mm-hmm. I stayed in something longer than I should have. Mm-hmm. And some people call it being too nice or being a fixer or trying, you know, thinking that you're in this love bubble and that 
that's just how it is and life is hard and relationships are hard but really they shouldn't be no they shouldn't there's so many people in this world like I've been in a lot of relationships too well not a lot but you know I've been in relationships too (laughs) where it's like you know you when you're in it you feel like oh my god I can't be without this person or I will never be able to find another person or you know what I'm Oh, These yeah. crazy oh, things. Oh, my gosh. That's such a huge thing that was a major learning lesson for me. Yeah. When you're young, you always get stuck in things. And you, th- you think the worst. You're like, I'm always going to be alone or mm-hmm. I won't find anyone else or, like, nobody could possibly like me. In my case, I was like, I'm too weird for anybody. Like, I, I'm, I'm such a set person in who I am mm-hmm. that it's like if you don't fully understand or relate to that, I mean, it's hard to find people that do, even, mm-hmm. like, now in my life later on. Um, it's still hard for me to connect with certain people because they're just like, wait, this is who you are. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yep, 100%, this is me. And not everyone likes the real you, and that's totally fine. Right. You just have to kind of find the energies and the people that align with you best. Yeah, it can be hard. There's a lot of bad people out there. <laughs> We've run into quite a few. <laughs> Uh, yeah, unfortunately, but I think most people do, just not everyone is as open about sharing it as yeah. maybe we are. Yeah, and that's, that's, a, you know, something I'll talk about towards the end, it's just, you need to, you need to protect yourself, and you need to say what you need to say, like, if something's not going well for you, is this is not positive, nothing's happening in any sort of positive direction from this relationship or this friendship, like, just tell them, hey, this isn't working for me. On to the next. <laughs> and, and, and how they react will be telling, right? Like, if they get angry at you for, like, sharing your feelings, then you really know you got to fucking... Back off a little back bit. Back off. Okay, but to be fair, when yeah. I was younger, I had those family members and those friends that were like, this isn't good for you. That's true. And I was like, I know what I'm doing. Leave me right. alone. Yeah, that's <laughs> So a we've good been there. And, like, there is, like, a little bit of um, a line where you don't want to be beating a dead horse and causing, yeah. like, your friends to push away from you. Um, I think it's very important if you see someone in a toxic situation to still be supportive and make sure that they know that you're there for them in whatever capacity yes. they may need. Yes. Oh, 100%. Instead of just being like, you need to leave them, you need to leave them. You, like, we've all had those friends, and what did we do? Did we actually like, listen Nobody to them? Nobody ever No. No one ever listens. <laughs> so even us talking about this, it's, it's maybe like planting a little seed where yeah. like, those people will think back later and be like, oh my gosh, they were right. Mm -hmm. And it's those close friends and family members that did say something to me that later I was very appreciative that they had said something, even though I didn't take action on what they told me Mm -hmm. to do. And even when you did push them away, then eventually when things, when the, you know, smoke had cleared or whatever, they're like still there for you. They were still there. And I I appreciate those people so much. But that's how you know you're (laughs) not the, that you you know you weren't the problem in that situation. You didn't lose all your friends and family. You, You know, you still had everybody. Some people just had to take distance, right? While yeah, you were going through a, a it. huge term, a huge thing that I've kind of talked to a lot of people about is this concept of trauma bonding. Oh, yeah. When someone's in a toxic situation, whether or not it's a friendship or a relationship, a work relationship, you know, things mm-hmm. it can be toxic in any sense. Um, there is a huge amount of what's called betrayal blindness, 
where you kind of choose your brain because it's in like fight or flight it's in this like panic state constantly Mm -hmm. you're choosing to really cling to the positives which might just be what other people would call normalcy so when nothing's (laughs) wrong you're like oh my gosh things are going so great and then when there's bad things happening you just black it out blank it out Mm -hmm. ignore it forget it and it's not until you maybe verbalize it to someone else that you hear the severity of what's actually happening oh yeah been there So I just kind of like to have, like, a lot of patience with people and, like, give them that time and space because if they do have trauma bonding, Mm -hmm. that's a really tough thing to break. And unfortunately, no one else can push you out of it. You kind of have to save yourself. Mm -hmm. But having, like you said, that support group that's there no matter what and they're after the fact. Yep. That's really important. Yeah, that's why you really have you really have to have good people in your life. End of the day. You really well, you also just you have to treat people well to be able to have those people. Right. So. Anyways, but we need to get into... You're hinting at a story here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into that. Well, okay. So as the podcast suggests, poor decisions. Right. I've had two very, very poor decisions. Um, I have definitely had a handful of relationships that the guys were sweethearts. Nothing was wrong. Mm-hmm. We split amicably. I could not speak more highly of those people. Mm-hmm. But my very first poor decision <laughs> was pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 18 at the time, and I met a guy that, you know, when you're young, you look at the superficial stuff more so mm-hmm. than their character or personality. So, yeah, we kind of had a fun time together. We got along. Um, but, you know, stereotypical, like, Ken Barbie doll looking dude. Like okay. <laughs> MMA boxer, <laughs> oh, six oh. four model, sculpted, you know, the whole yeah. How old was he? Um, he was three years older than me. Okay. So I I think I was eighteen, he was twenty one at the time. Okay. And kind of got into it real quick. Nothing too eventful the first six months. Definitely noticed a couple. It doesn't until after the first six months. I've heard. (laughs) It's always that, like, people call it the honeymoon period. I just, you know, the pink sunglasses that you have on where you Mm -hmm. just don't see anything wrong with people. You have a great time in this little love bubble. Mm -hmm. You think you met your soulmate type of thing, especially women. Oh, my gosh. They meet someone and they're like, this is my person. Oh, I was joking about that with my boyfriend the other day. I'm like, (laughs) my girlfriends are so funny. We're always like, we meet somebody and we're like, we're in love. Like... (laughs) The guys generally don't feel the same way at all when they first meet you, as I've found out. That's not always true. I've had a different experience (laughs) with that. That's true. But also, I feel like a lot of guys will say a lot of stuff to you just to get you hooked. So when they're like, oh my gosh, you're incomparable to anything ever. You're my soulmate. I can't even tell you the number of times I've heard that phrase. <laughs> where it's like, I'm just tone deaf to it at this yeah. point. You're like, I know I'm awesome. No, I'm like, jeez, guys are really good at literally telling you exactly what you want to hear. There's a lot of girls that are good at that too. But from what I've heard with my girlfriends, there's a lot of... I've oh, been yeah. tricked too. I've, you know, oh, you're the best person I've ever been with and this, that. and then, But cheats on me the entire time. You know, oh. you're just like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Okay, so you guys, you were 18 and he was like 21. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys start dating and it was fun. It was great. The okay. first six months were awesome. Um, the guy that I was with prior to that in high school was like a v- sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Like I've kind of hopped ship essentially where I that relationship was fizzling out and I was like really into this new guy. So, you know, we all go through that. Oh my gosh, I don't know how to break up with somebody when nothing's right. wrong. 
So um, start dating this guy. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. He was fresh off the boat from Russia, but spoke like no English. Wow. <laughs> so it was like very interesting and thrilling to me all at the same time. Um, and then I started noticing things like, okay, I understand you're, you know, an immigrant. You've got like a green card or whatever. Like you can't find a job or mm -hmm. he just seemed like really lazy. And I got those comments from like, family members, friends, they were kind of like, what is he, like, doing or what's going on? He was very quick to, like, be like, let's move in together. So I moved out of my parents when I was 17. Okay. So really young, really quick. Mm -hmm. I was just out of there and then in this wild relationship. Um, and I pretty much started to take over paying for everything. Okay. So I turned into a sugar mama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lovely. You're like, wait a second. Yeah. And, and this is the too nice thing where it's like, I was like, oh my gosh, well, like I can, I can do this because you clearly can't. So mm -hmm. I was like supporting us paying for our rent at the same time I was, you know, starting college and paying for that on my own as well. Mm -hmm. um, I was very business-minded from a young age, so I started uh, Minneapolis Bengals, mm -hmm. which is not active anymore. I still get calls and questions all the time. Aww. So, uh, you know, the leopard print Bengal cats. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I was the number one Midwest breeder for like five years, all wow. through college. Cool. And it, it went really well for me, so I was able to like, you know, pay my way through college because my parents did not have a lot of money and they helped me out when they could, but it was mostly on me. Mm -hmm. um, I was fully supporting this guy and after about a year, you know, anytime I'd bring up like, hey, have you looked for a job? Have you like he had some like construction job okay. or something or other? And it was just like, oh, well, it's cold today or it's raining today. <laughs> and no, then, you know, all winter what? he didn't work. And my parents were constantly like, who's like paying for stuff? Like we'd go out to eat and I'd be paying for him. Yeah. and then he'd want to buy some shoes or go shopping. And it's like, he really like went all out. Like it wasn't just our basic needs. It was like, oh, I need this, I need that. Mm -hmm. he, he just like took and took and took. Yeah, he's like, we're going to Nordstrom's instead of just the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. no, literally. <laughs> and I was like, just too nice. And unfortunately, yeah. like within like about a year, I was like, there is something a little bit off here. Mm -hmm. Um, I was on Skype at the time. This was like before there was like FaceTime or anything. Um, Skype with his mom. So I had met his mom. She was in Russia. Okay. And she was kind of like, hey, I want to talk to you like privately without him present. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what could this possibly be about? And she's like, I just want you to know that, like, this is not something we really share with people. But, like, he has, like, bipolar disorder. Oof. And you just, like, you should be aware because that's probably... Because I kind of was asking her, I was like, I don't really understand why he has these, like, random mood swings. And, mm -hmm. like, I knew nothing about psychology at the time. Okay. So that kind of tossed me into... Um, minoring in psychology like I started taking a lot of psych classes I wanted to learn how yeah. to how to deal with him correctly instead of just being like oh something's off here I was like okay I guess I have to figure out how to like live with this because mm -hmm. at that age you're thinking okay this is like something I'm gonna be in long term right and oh yeah especially 18 year old girl you're like oh my god we're gonna be together forever yeah you know? exactly <laughs> <laughs> so I'm studying psychology. I'm fully supporting this guy. And then um, later on, things start getting a little physical. And the guy was a boxer. He did mixed martial arts, kickboxing, and Muay Thai. Mm -hmm. So when he would get angry, I would legitimately like have to like leave at times. And I would like 
there wasn't anything that I ever did. So, like, for example, you know, people assume it's like, oh, you guys were having a disagreement. No, I would just come home from, you know, classes or work. And all of a sudden, like, I can tell the mood's just bad. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, throwing things, screaming at me. Like, it, it basically, like, something would trigger him throughout the day and then it would overflow onto me. Mm-hmm. So instead of seeing that as something that wasn't okay I would just kind of deal with it in my own ways and I kept quiet for a very long time about what was going on um a huge red flag that people (laughs) don't really know about too much is anytime I planned to get together with like girlfriends family members really anybody Mm -hmm. he'd create like a problem prior to me going out so he'd almost ensure that I was either late or not gonna attend go oh shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so, and you know, like all of this sounds so minor and like my f- first kind of toxic situation was fairly minor until mm-hmm. the first time that I actually got like busted up, busted up. Oof. And I feel like that's the kind of thing where people are always like, oh, he promised it would never happen again. And like, I got the whole like crocodile tears and I don't know what, what I was thinking and I don't know what, what's going on here and this will never happen again yeah i love you so much i love you so much yeah and unfortunately like any other young gullible individual Mm -hmm. i believed them and i went back and that's something that i want to really get across to people that if you get physically abused once Mm -hmm. it will never be the only time and you just have to at least understand that before you choose to kind of go back into that situation yeah and then and in that in that situation also like it was like he had a mental disorder, right? Already. Yeah, he did. That's yep. like, so it's not like it's coming from like drinking or drugs or, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how his brain is. So drinking would definitely exacerbate it. Right. So I'm <laughs> saying like, it's not even like if he cut out drinking or if he did this, you know, it's more like that sad. That's how his brain, you know, yeah. his brain can't, he can't regulate his emotions. Yeah, exactly. Like a normal human being. And it really had nothing yeah. to do with me. So you're just like, shit. Like, what do I do, right? Like, you're like, fuck. Yeah. So what did you do? Like, I stayed in it for three more years. (laughs) (laughs) Typical. Yeah. Typical, typical stuff. So that was, like, my longest relationship to date. And I feel like because I was so young and I was such a nice person back then. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm not nice now, but I just have very concrete boundaries and I won't take any shit, if that makes sense. And that's totally normal. And that's the way it should be. As you get older, I feel like you go through enough stuff with people in life that you mm-hmm. realize that you can be nice, but right. you can also have respect for yourself and boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that is different from just being nice. Because yeah. being nice, and I <laughs> I hear a lot about this from like my younger girlfriends, and it just makes me think of myself back at that age or kind of in their shoes that they're maybe currently in, mm-hmm. where they're just like, oh, well, they make all these excuses for people and they just do everything possible yeah. and I'm just like that's what I used to be and you really shouldn't be wasting your time but they've got to learn it themselves too I know that's the hard part with my kids nowadays like I'm like you know they're still so small but I'm yeah. like oh it's hard because there's some stuff they're just gonna do and even though I told them <laughs> they're just gonna have to do it right you just have because that's how you things, learn yeah. it like my parents I mean it was like beating a dead horse like you say like my parents would be like don't do this don't do you know but I'm gonna do it you know it's just uh yeah uh, that kind of terrifies me about like having kids in the future I don't even want to think that far out like no. I was I, I was a really good student I was like you know respectful whatever mm-hmm. like 
I've definitely partied and I snuck out a lot in high school. Like, my parents dealt with some shit. But if you really think about it in, like, the grand scheme of things, I was, like, a good kid. Mm -hmm. And I still think I was a nightmare for my parents to deal with. (laughs) Like, I feel bad for them. I don't know how, like, our relationship is great now. But I remember at 17, I'm like... Mm-hmm. I'm moving out. Like, this, yeah, you guys I didn't are too. the worst. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> really. It's like, like, what were they doing? Nothing. You know, it's, I feel like no, it's just being a They were trying to help us. Yeah. yeah. Trying to direct us <laughs> in the right path. <laughs> they were trying. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, sometimes I get like overwhelmed with the anxiety. I'm like, damn, I hope my kids, I mean, they're going to go through those things. They're going to be making these decisions and they're going to have to learn for themselves. I just hope it's not the consequences aren't too bad yeah that's what i'm thinking it's it's definitely rough and like for like my situation i read something about like the statistics on like physical physically abusive relationships mm-hmm. yeah uh, like women will try to leave six or seven times before they successfully leave oh yeah and that stuff's hard yeah yeah so um but what would happen is like you know in those next couple of years it'd be like a once a year occurrence So it'd be just enough time where I'm like, okay, he's really, like, changed or he's not going to do anything. And then it would happen again. Mm -hmm. So finally I got to a point where I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. I lost all feeling for this person. I feel like when somebody is constantly, um, I don't know how to put this, like, in a nice way, but if you're just being berated 24-7 by the person Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be having a relationship with, uh, you eventually lose feeling for them. Yeah. And I think that's what happened to me, and that's kind of the only way that I would have gotten out. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. prior to that, I still had my little, I think I love him. That's hard. Situation. <laughs> that's super hard, because as women, like we're like, okay, we'll keep trying. Like Let's keep trying. But there comes a point where, like as a woman, we need to feel safe. We need to feel protected. loved and protected. And we need to feel feminine and soft. You know, like they need to give us that space where we can feel like a woman. So when you don't get that space for long enough, I think like a smart person like yourself, you're going to be like, I'm done. You know, like eventually it's been too long. I don't feel sexy. I don't feel fun. I don't feel like feminine. This fucking sucks. Bye. And I'm so quick to cut people off now in my life. Yeah. Oh, same. Relationships doesn't matter. (laughs) I see the first thing. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. Fuck (laughs) Peace. Wish you all the best. And just kind of quietly phase out. I know I'm an Aries like you know (laughs) so I'm like I really like it takes I have to really rein it in Mm -hmm. when I'm cutting people off like I'm like okay I'm not gonna pop off like yeah yeah but sometimes I get pushed and then I'm like all right fuck you but I generally like to do the same thing I just like to fade into the background like kind of just like slowly pull away because I don't want any issues but I also want my space definitely (laughs) well i'm a taurus yeah with like heavy you're better at being like heavy scorpio in my chart though so internally i have a lot of that like fire that you know the fire signs Mm -hmm. and the scorpios have um it just doesn't come out okay and for me like i have had instances where i was past my breaking point my snapping point whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. with people and the way that I handle that is I just, I'm completely eliminated from your life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a good quote where it's like, if you're fighting with someone or if you're, you're like arguing, you still care. Mm-hmm. Once you go silent, 
you're done. Yeah. <laughs> and that's me to a T. Yeah. I will give you so many chances and too many chances and mm-hmm. still too many chances, even yep. though I've learned to have better boundaries and give less chances. <laughs> um, with girlfriends, especially, I'm, I'm too empathetic. I feel like I can, it's like, there's nothing you can tell me that I won't be understanding of to some degree, mm-hmm. no matter how effed up it is or scary it is. Mm-hmm. I can still empathize on like a human level, I feel like. Yeah. But once I'm done, you just won't hear from me ever again. That's same with me. I just go ghost. I'm like, whatever, dude. I don't... I know a lot of my girlfriends, I'm like, why don't you just block them and just not deal with them? Like, it's, it seems simple to me. It's simple, but it's because you still care and you still yeah. think there's a hope of, right. like, you can fix this relationship. And what you have to realize, like, what I've realized when I've been cutting people off in the last couple of years, or actually, I probably cut a lot of people off three years ago and haven't recently. I surround myself with better people yeah. <laughs> or try to. But um, what I've kind of learned is sometimes you see people that have certain traits. Mm-hmm. And it's not about putting labels on people. Yeah. But if you see, like, okay, their mom has severe narcissistic tendencies. Mm-hmm. And so does the daughter, who I happen to be friends with. And once you're able to, like, identify the specific traits and the specific components of whatever the disorder or illness or just, like I said, n- narcissistic traits or tendencies are... You just you don't need to prove it to anyone else. You don't right. need to like expose them for who they really are. Like they are who they are. No, karma and the universe do that. Yeah. Themselves. You just kind of see it. <laughs> you see it for yourself. And yeah. you just make a decision to be like, okay, I don't need to be around someone that clearly functions this way. Right. Yeah. And that and makes it, it easier. One of my best friends just told me the other day, she said, When you've been a victim of things, like let's say, you know, and I don't I kind of tiptoe around that word because I don't like to play a victim, right? Oh, I yeah. I don't want that role. But there are people, there's been shitty things that have happened to you that have made you a victim, literally, right, mm-hmm. of something terrible. You kind of, she was saying something how she was listening to the study, but you kind of, like, wear it on your forehead to narcissists. Like, they sense it, right? They know how to, like, they can sense, like, you're good and they'll come to you right and they like start to tell you things that exactly the things you want to hear or you know they try to like overwhelm you or like love bomb you no there's all the things that they do and they're like oh my gosh this is the perfect person to kind of like because at the end of the day like you're saying you're still empathetic to people yeah it's not like you just are like fuck I don't want any new friends yeah you know oh my gosh I'm so passive now with people I meet new girls and they might be super cool and I'm just kind of like I'm not trying to hang out with them if that makes sense that's like it's like I see them somewhere else and I'm like oh yeah you're so cool we have a good time together and if (sighs) if they like want me to come somewhere I will Mm -hmm. if I'm like vibing with them but I don't go out of my way to like try to create situations to hang out yeah, my boyfriend, when he was partying more, he would always be like, why don't you go around and make friends? I'm like, <laughs> I don't fucking need any more friends. And, like, the place I'm – no offense, just for me, like, I don't feel safe making friends in a club or, like, mm-hmm. making friends at a bar. Like, I'll talk to somebody, but I'm not going to be – I don't really, like, shoot the shit with people, and I don't really, like – I don't really go – you know, yeah. neither of us yeah, go neither of us out. Really go out much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like, I don't even go out, you know, and it's nothing against people who like to do that stuff, but that's just it's not just not your I, lifestyle That's anymore. not what I do. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely – where you meet people, too, can be a red flag, I would say. Very. But also, like, another thing that's important to mention is some of these people, like, that you're saying kind of – traumatize you or they're narcissistic (laughs) they're not doing this like maliciously sometimes what I like to compare this to is like 
imagine like people were all computers and mm-hmm. some were just malfunctional or have like weird coding mm-hmm. so it's like they're on a subconscious level doing these things if you really if you talk to narcissists they think they're the most empathetic human in the world yeah they will talk themselves up like crazy they're like i'm the best person ever yeah you're right <laughs> and then you you're like okay why is what you're saying not matching your action and that's what you need to look at right. don't listen to what someone's telling you watch no. what they're showing you a hundred percent i've all the time actually yeah somebody told me this once actions over words like Mm -hmm. over and over and over and I'm like you're right you're right I gotta get that in my head you know especially in a relationship with your partner someone you live with like a close relationship with like that you really like look at what they're telling you and then look at what they do Mm -hmm. and go off that completely right (laughs) really though because if they're saying that oh I love you and I love this and that but then they do all these shitty things or don't do anything that's not love right maybe it is in their head but not yours. And that's the part that matters. Yeah. And we all have different love languages. We all have different ways of showing, expressing or perceiving love. But if you're just case in point, like if you see that someone has tendencies that, or they're, I like to phrase that as like their character or who they are. Mm -hmm. If you don't align with who they are as a person, maybe they shouldn't be in your life. And that's something I've learned with friends as well. I've had girlfriends where I didn't agree with their lifestyle or I didn't really like aspects of who they were. Mm -hmm. But because it had nothing to do with our friendship together, I would ignore it. And I've learned that over time, who they genuinely are as a person does matter. Because then you're being associated with somebody that maybe isn't the the greatest. And no matter how they are to you for however long a period of time, eventually their true colors do come out. Yeah. And something I've experienced in the last year or so... (laughs) is people that I've cut out of my life that mutual friends had stayed friends with um, for years. Oh, okay. Um, they all kind of came to me right away. And, you know, everyone wants to know what, what's going on, yeah. and what happened. And what I said to absolutely every single person is, you guys have your individual friendship. It has nothing to do with what I went through with this person. So please right. don't feel like because I don't want to be around them that you can't. Mm-hmm. And they all appreciated that. And then years later, now I'm having... One girl, two girls, yeah. three girls. They're all coming to me. Oh, my God. This person did this to me or this mm-hmm. happened. And I just had to cut them off. And they're like, why didn't you warn me? They're actually upset with me. They're like, why didn't you warn me of what a shitty person they are? Why didn't you tell me? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's just not my place to. It's like if you see right. that I cut someone out of my life, I have my reasons for it. Right. But I don't think that that should impede on other people's friendships and them figuring it out for themselves. No, 100%. You have to do... Yeah, if I... Like, as we've talked about before, like, if if you have a friend who's in a shitty relationship, you think it's a shitty relationship, like, obviously you're being supportive mm-hmm. and you're not... Maybe you know things about that person they're in a relationship with, but it's not really your business, right? Especially past stuff. So yeah, there's, like... There's a thin line there. <laughs> if you know, like, if you see this person, like cheating right like actively doing yeah then you'd be like hey last night i saw so-and-so but it's literally like it really just isn't your business to go Mm -hmm. into like all the past stuff and then try to like convince somebody that you know it's just not our business oh yeah and i don't i don't mean for us to sound like judgmental in any way (laughs) i mean like current stuff right oh yeah everyone has a past we've all made mistakes we're all human Mm -hmm. i don't judge people based on like what they've gone through in their lives or how they've handled things in the past i like to see them for face value Mm -hmm. um i've met a handful of girls this year that i heard a lot of shit about (laughs) where everyone's hating on them and i meet them and they're so nice and sweet and genuine in person and i'm Mm -hmm. like 
interesting <laughs> weird interesting yeah and there's... i know that there's people that talk shit about me and then people meet me and they're expecting like one version and they see a different version yeah so we just have to be very open but like if you're seeing concrete specifics in a partner or a friend that are just not good for you tell somebody <laughs> just get out <laughs> or just you don't get even out. need to tell anybody <laughs> yeah that's true i don't know what i'm saying yeah just leave but that's the thing that i'm saying like gen unless you know i guess every situation is different but yes the main thing for me is i'm like all right i'm just done yep. like i have kids i have a family i have all this stuff going on like my kids are in 47 after school activities and i do business stuff and i'm like i have three dogs and you know all of these things i just don't have time for that crap Mm-hmm. you know like live your own life and just you just part ways but sometimes it doesn't work that way but <laughs> you know and, you and try no your hardest how, no matter how like evolved you think you get with like psychology or kind of energy or feeling people out and getting to know them like you're always going to meet an oddball here and there yeah there's a lot of people in this world it's and gonna a lot of people have a lot of issues right? <laughs> and yes. a lot of people have a lot of trauma so you just mm-hmm. have to be very open and yeah. and see how things go but sometimes you just never know <laughs> you don't you can't read another person's mind and really all you can go off is the things they're telling you but like we said look at the actions of it because mm-hmm. people can i could sit here and tell you i'm the president of the united states and that i have a hundred million dollars you know i can tell you all of those things but those are just words you know those are just purely just words you know i have no nothing to back that up no action no receipts right so that's just nothing there's a lot of that there's a lot of that from what i've dealt with in my life i'm like but you just tell me a lot of things and i've been i'm i've really worked on like protecting my peace for a long time Oh, I'm you not, have to. I'm not that you good at it. Too. Yeah, it, it starts with that thing, like you said, self-esteem, the self-worth, like not feeling like you deserve better than that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's definitely hard. And I think that's kind of like the first thing we learn as women growing up. It's mm-hmm. like you have your first or second or, you know, a couple of relationships in and yeah. you go through something really awful. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, wait a second, this is not something I'm okay with. I'm, this is not something I'm ever putting up with in the future. Mm-hmm. Like after that relationship, if I had gotten into a new one and there was even a hint of physical abuse, I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no yeah. questions asked, no excuses, no explanations. No, yeah, you don't, you don't owe an anybody it. Yeah, you don't owe it. You know, and people would know if, you know, people, like we said, karma in the universe, stuff will just figure itself out. And if Oh, yeah, you, I'm big on that. Just yeah. just get out as peacefully, respectfully as you can. Mm-hmm. Just be the bigger person. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story there is just, it doesn't pay to try to get revenge, you guys. No, and that's a big, I feel like, fire sign thing. It's the Sag and the Leos and the Aries that are like, I'm going to get you back. And it's, which is so weird for me because, like, being an Aries, like, Serena and I were talking about, like, I'm an Aries, she's an Aries. Like, I'm not really big on revenge. I used to be, like, when I was younger. Like, I would be like, fuck you. Like, you can't fuck me over. But now I'm just like, I don't, like. Want anything to do If you poke me, like, sure, poke me enough. And depends on what you're doing, sure, I'll probably snap back then, right? Like, if I'm pushing away and I'm, like, be gone kind of a thing, but you still keep coming after me, that's hard for me. Yeah. Like, I've got that quick... Because they're trying to trigger you. Right. <laughs> that's, which, that's the goal. <laughs> like, damn it, damn it, damn it. Like, 
don't give in. But yes, it, I'm not. I'm not perfect. There's been times where I'm like, no, fuck, you know, just like trying to like. So give I love that though. So I'm not like that. I have yeah. not a single hint of revenge in my entire life. I I, cu- I couldn't possibly want to. Even when right. other people have told me you should have done this. Mm-hmm. For example, I had to go to court with this first toxic guy. Um, he tried to contest her restraining order. Oof. I had documentation of funding being stolen off of my accounts. I had documentation of physical abuse. He had a green card. I could okay. have gotten him deported very, very quickly. Right. And I just didn't want that on my conscience. I didn't want to impact someone's life in a way where they can't come back into the well, country. Well, you're not going to do the and same they're doing to you. Yeah. Like, and, P- and my friends and my family members were like, deport that guy. <laughs> F him. Like, he's going to do this to other women here. And, like, I understand that mentality, but that's just not me. I, right. I just couldn't do it. The, the only thing I wanted was to be left alone. And that's what mm-hmm. I explained to his two lawyers that he brought... <laughs> I came in there with all the documentation. I'm like, listen, all I want is to be left alone. That's why I want the restraining order. I don't want any payback for anything. I don't even care about, like, whatever. Like, I'm not trying to deport him. Mm -hmm. I I would hate for that to happen. I don't even want this to affect his employment opportunities. So there's a different version of restraining order that doesn't go on your record that you can sign. That basically, it doesn't pop up on your record. So I was even willing to do that as long as the lawyers co-signed that for the next two to four years, I wouldn't hear a peep. He wouldn't come to any of, you know, your your workspace, right. your living space, um, whatever. And that situation got very dark after it ended. Really? Like, I was being stalked. Um, oh, he, he was trying to ruin my business. So, like I mentioned, I had Minneapolis Bengals going mm-hmm. on. Yep. And he, like, tried to hack into my website, oh. deleted it. I had to rebuild my entire website platform. So it's <laughs> a lot of stuff that <laughs> oh tends to be a theme with people like that. They just try, they get upset with you because you're done with them. Well, you're, you're setting boundaries. Cut, you're setting a boundary. And, and that piss is not. I hate boundaries. <laughs> so, like, yeah, they want to, access. To everybody. Oh, yeah. They want to be able to come in and fuck with you whenever they want. And they'll go to all your mutual friends, all their friends, and they'll oh, yeah. talk mad shit about you and how you were yeah. terrible. And when people realize that what they're saying is not lining up with who <laughs> yeah. you're showing up as as a person, <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, something's a little off here. He tried to lie to a lot of our mutual friends, and he said that we had gotten married, that we oh. had eloped. Oh. And people were calling me like, oh my gosh, so are you getting a divorce now? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, like they just try to like keep you hooked in somehow, mm-hmm. but also talk negatively of you. That's just so crazy because we're like, we're just like want to like go we be just our be own done. person. Yeah. And, At that point, yeah. I just want to be done. That's hard. But, um, and then I used to be really into makeup. So I had a makeup social account like oh, on yeah. Instagram, on YouTube. It was kind of like my side project. And he knew that I was getting like free products from that. He knew that I was making like a little bit of money. Nowhere near like what people right. normally make on social media. But it was fun for me. I really enjoyed it. And what he would do is consistently get all my accounts shut down so i had to so when people report every single picture on your entire page Mm. there's a point that's reached at least back then this was like you know several several years ago but um 
once too much is reported, it just gets shut down or like there's like further evaluation and then it just gets deleted. Mm -hmm. So I restarted my makeup account like six times in the course of a year. And and then that's just frustrating because you like your algorithm, everything just keeps getting fucked up. Everything got messed up. Yeah. So yeah, I never was able to really get back into that. But then I completely went ghost on all social media Mm -hmm. where initially it was like a fun thing for me. I was making a little bit of money that way. Yeah, I remember that. And then it turned into okay, now I can't post anything because he would see me post a story and then he would go find me based on where oh, my location was. What the hell? So dude. I started really freaking out. I started. So he still didn't have a job, right? So, so te- technically. because hey, he's showing up wherever you are whenever he wants. So clearly he still doesn't have a job. Technically, he had a job okay. in construction that entire time. Okay. But how much of the time he really worked yeah man like i think he maybe contributed a thousand dollars over the course of four years to like rent total jeez and yeah and that that's even funny because like he had like his sister came from russia and like i was fully supporting the two of them i was sending like two three hundred bucks a month to his mom in russia because his parents were going through like a divorce situation it was just messy and i was just doing doing the most while i'm a student i was uh, working a catering job well, it and was that feels it was bad to you like it feels bad inside because you're doing all these things mm-hmm. you're like trying to help and oh my trying gosh to be i nice. was i was a workhorse i was in school full-time i was yeah. working full-time and i ran a business so <laughs> and you're just being mind fucked yep and the like, entire time it's like gaslighted who am i coming home to today <laughs> oh that's horrible uh, yeah that, that mental illness is like it's tough it is tough you sometimes you don't know what you're dealing with and i had a therapist once who told me like you really don't know somebody until about six months and like especially with narcissists and stuff they don't really show their true colors well, I think what it is is they feel more comfortable around their close or immediate family members or people that they're living with. Mm-hmm. So until you're, like, really close to them, that part of them just isn't out in public. Right. For example, like, there are people that are incredibly successful, incredibly charismatic. People love them in public. But then in private, you come home and you see a whole different version. And that's yeah. not something that you can really show other people. No, you're like and they know that too. Recording them at home or something. Yeah, and they know that that's like the safe, like the quote unquote, like safe space, and they can kind of get away with shit. Yeah. When it's just the two of you, you know. So yeah, that's hard. So like, he was just very vindictive. Like he wanted to cut out all my sources of income. So he was trying to ruin my cat business. He shut. He did successfully shut down my website. I just rebuilt a whole new website and I yeah. made it even better. Yeah, there you <laughs> so go. So at the time I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll mm-hmm. fix this. I'll fix that. Um, something hilarious that happened that, <laughs> oh my gosh, this will show you how too nice I am. Um, I was renting a home in Eden Prairie okay. and him and his sister were staying with me. It was six months past once we broke up. Okay. They had their own bedrooms. They were still there. I was still paying for everything. <laughs> I was just like, okay, listen, I'm going to Miami. I'll be back in three weeks. So I was doing a long trip. I'm like, I'll be back in three weeks. Please, when I get back, be moved out. I helped them find other rentals. I was more than willing to... I even gave him half my um, profit from my business that You're really trusting. Just just (laughs) to be like, here, just please go. Use this as a deposit. I don't just get out. And I come back from my vacation. I basically was left with what I took on vacation which is like my one suitcase they took everything <laughs> they took everything my clothes my shoes my bags 
um it was so oh wild that i called my mom she came over there we like go upstairs to the bedroom he left my mattress he took the bed sheets off the bed the huh? pillows off the bed and the only thing he left was like some furniture like my upstairs bedroom set but he took like all the living room furniture my nice persian rug that i'm still bitter about because they're <laughs> so hard to find and i'm yeah. so picky yeah <laughs> but that's like that's that's a little tangent there yeah but um and i was just like what the f so i call him Damn. and i'm like listen i'm very like spe- my proportions are weird i have a yeah. short back long legs i'm okay. very petite <laughs> yeah things do not fit me i need everything tailored or i just it's a hard time for me to find things that work with my body type and my shoes my bags oh my god and that, that must have been everything. so like freaking i don't know oh i bet you were just i don't even know how expensive that that's gotta hurt was. and i i'm like please at least just give me back my clothes shoes and bags like right. keep the other shit yeah. And it was like, oh, well, we already dumped it somewhere. I don't know where it is. I don't know what you're talking about. What? And I was like, you know what? Okay, if this is how it's going to be, because up until that point, I was just being as nice as possible. Right. Like, who lets their ex with his sister live in your house for six yeah, months? Yeah, I was going to say, you're too nice. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was awful. I would literally, like, come in and, and leave. I would, like, eat food and get out. Just, I, I was yeah. just never home, and I was paying for it. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, and at that point I was like, you know what, if this is how it's going to be, as long as he's gone, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And then that's when things got worse and the stalking and the deleting my accounts, deleting my website. Um, he did eventually find me at my new job. <laughs> I had to move twice. Um, he showed up at the old house where my new tenants were oh, living. I gave them my number. I'm like, guys, I'm going through some stuff. Sorry. I apologize. Yeah. If someone shows up here, I'm really sorry. And lo and behold, I get a phone call. They're like, oh my God, what do we do? He's breaking into a window. I'm like, call the cops. So there's a yeah. whole police report on this guy breaking into that house. And then they're like, who are you? And he was like shocked that I wasn't you know, living there anymore. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, I'm Lydia's boyfriend. I forgot something here. And they're like, we've been living here for a month. What are you talking about? Right. So stuff like that. You know, there's like police reports. Criminals aren't smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're And narcissists not. don't tend, they're like, they work off such like rage and like emotion. Well, and he's bipolar. So like he's all over the place. Well, he kept saying the same thing. And he like was texting this to me, my entire family members, that it's like, I was going to regret leaving him, which is kind of like some threatening but to me what he was saying is like if i can't have you nobody can oh that's so and weird. that's scary that if you weird. hear that from anybody immediately Wrong. get a restraining <laughs> order or you know yeah. well run at that point like you should already be running, be already be running. <laughs> right but run farther i don't know <laughs> damn but yeah and honestly like i did everything possible to leave as nicely as possible and he still found me at my new workplace after work and he tried to, I don't know what he was trying to do. I can't really like verbalize that, but let's just say Ooh. I woke up in a pool of blood with busted ribs on my entire left rib cage was all crunched up. My nose was shattered and basically touching my cheek. Um, so I had to have like reconstructive nasal surgery. My ribs are crooked on the left side. There's nothing you can do about that. You just no. kind of wear loose clothing for six months while you heal. And that's at that point, that's when I finally was like, you know what? I'm just going to get a restraining order. <laughs> I didn't Ugh. even file a police report. Like, this is this is the too nice part. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I say you need a little bit of my spice and my mm-hmm. fire that I have. Because, like, yeah, I don't... I, I've definitely been, like, f- taken advantage of and been way too nice. But, mm-hmm. there, like I said, if you poke the bear, then I will. I'll be like, all right, here I am. 
you know? So I'm so fucking sorry. That's crazy. <laughs> and you needed, is, I like, needed that a, was, that to was give like, you a little of my Aries That was probably energy. the fourth time that I had gotten busted Damn. up by this guy, but three times were within the relationship. Ugh. One of which one of my best friends at the time witnessed, and she called the cops, so there's a whole police report. We were living, like, kitty quarter houses from each other. Okay. <laughs> so she saw some shit. She called the cops. They came over, and, you know, I was still in it, so mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to press charges. And right. that's another thing. It's like when you're in it, you're very unlikely to to want to speak negatively of the person you're still with. Right. You know. Right. Oh, that's so yikes. But yeah, at that point I'm like, okay, time for a restraining yeah. order. And, and that's all I wanted. Just damn. a restraining order. The whole time. <laughs> and, he, and he took me to court. He tried to contest it. He came that's... in with two lawyers and I'm like, hold on a second, guys. Here's the money that was stolen from my account here's mm-hmm. the several police reports from various instances here's the text message screenshots of him threatening me mm-hmm. he's straight up <laughs> the craziest stuff he texted me was probably like i'm gonna find your car i'm gonna put sugar in your engine and i'm gonna slash up all your tires and i was like why would you text that to s-? but again like mental mm-hmm. illness you know and i was gonna say like when you uh, he sounds severely bipolar oh very yeah very. did he use drugs and alcohol he did drink, and if he did drink, it would it would go from way zero to worse. Like, yeah. sometimes I'd come home, and I'd just, like, smell the booze, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nobody should have to deal with that. That sucks. That's so... It's so traumatic, and that's... that. Even when you work through it, that shit sticks with you, you know? And it sticks with you for your next relationship, and it sticks with you for, with your friendship, you know? Like, this trauma that you well, have, and I'm, it's like... I'm a huge believer in, like, people tend... We all go through things, right? right. Like, people experience trauma on, on different levels, whether it's in their childhood or their adulthood. Like, things happen to people. That's just life. Yep. <laughs> I think a lot of people tend to use the things that have happened to them either as an excuse to f- constantly fail or, like, why things are not working out the way they maybe want things to be working out. Mm-hmm. They'll always point back to some event and blame that. Or I think you can choose to use it as an excuse to succeed. So I think I genuinely believe that, yeah, there's some mm-hmm. trauma that you really like probably sticks with you and that you do need to work through. Subconsciously and, and you might yeah. need to get help for that. But I think that ultimately, like as a human, you choose whether or not you want that to stick with you long term. And I think yes. I've gotten really good at seeing things for what they are seeing what i learned from it and not letting that drag into the rest of my life or use it as like an excuse of any kind yeah that's (sighs) (laughs) yeah having kids like like i told you before you know it's when i think about the things that might happen to them right the bad stuff that might happen to them you know it's actually a funny thing that i've thought of in my head i'm like okay like you know, I've had a lot of shitty things happen to me, but I don't just go around always being like, oh, I've had all this bad stuff happen to yeah, me. Yeah, you, you don't and play a victim. <laughs> no, I don't. I just, like, am learning from it. I'm like, okay, this is a life lesson. And then, like, I've had some stuff going on recently, and I just sit there, and I'm like, okay, what did I do? What could I have done better? You know, I, like, mm-hmm. am looking through all of those things. I'm like, okay, what do I need to do to move forward from this in a positive direction? And I really think that, like, yeah, you can you can look at the trauma, you can identify it, you can work through it, all that stuff. But you can't just like carry it with you mm-hmm. forever and like have it be like, oh, things didn't work out because I am, had a traumatic childhood or you yeah, know that agreed, sort of things. Because then you're never gonna get away from it, yeah. right? Like you won't really and, like, heal some, yourself. Some PTSD, some minor stuff is normal. You know, that's just 
yeah comes with the program Mm -hmm. (laughs) like for example i took a very long break from social media after that happened i remember i was now that you're saying it i was like where did her account go and then you had like a like a small one that and then i started a new one which i didn't Mm -hmm. post on too often but it's like that experience alone took away like something that i really enjoyed doing Mm -hmm. and it's like i don't care about like any of the stuff I was getting from it, I care more about he took away a part of my life that made me happy, that right. made me feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, years later, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, wait, I just never cared to restart. So, mm-hmm. like, this is probably something that I should get back into because I actually enjoy it. Not makeup anymore. That ship sailed a long time ago. Yeah. I got now I overdid it. Yeah. I'm so over it. Yeah. But- <laughs> yeah. Less is more when it comes yeah. to makeup, you know. But don't let somebody change, like, aspects of your life that you enjoy just because they did something. No. No, because the people that really love you, like, push you and support you to do things. Like, my boyfriend, sometimes he's like, this seems so stupid. Like, you know, like, he's, you know, the guys, like, sometimes they're like, what are we doing today? Why are we don't, going to wallpaper the bonus or, you know, yeah. just crazy and he's, but he's, they're supportive, right? The people who love you, they're going to be like, okay, I'm supportive of this, even though it sounds a little off, or this isn't exactly what I want to do with you today, but I'm supportive of you. Yeah. That's a healthy relationship. Agreed. And <laughs> honestly, like, I, I'm sure you have a crazy past. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just get that sense. <laughs> we've been through some shit. Yeah. But, like, the other thing you have to realize is, like, once we've been through some shit, like, we're to some degree traumatized and I hate using that word but it just is what it is mm-hmm. where it's like we're the toxic ones sometimes oh yeah so it's like I'll notice this with Lucas where it's like oh my gosh he's a freaking angel mm-hmm. like I am honestly incredibly thankful I didn't know men like that exist yeah let's just put it this way and I've caught myself before I'm like oh my gosh I'm like projecting onto him right now because of my past past yeah and it has nothing to do with him And, like, especially early on in a relationship when it's kind of fresh and you're, like, it kind of on eggshells where you're, like, oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. where's where's the thing that's going to happen that's going to ruin this entire thing? Yeah, from being traumatized. Yeah, for me, I was just constantly, like, waiting. I'm, like, okay, things are too good to be true. I'm just waiting for shit to hit the fan. Yeah. And they just never do. That's good. And, like, the first year was the hardest for me because once Mm -hmm. you go from, like, toxic, toxic, toxic to healthy mm-hmm. you're the toxic one and that's something i've had to work on and like really like in, be introspective about where it's like okay what do i need to heal in myself mm. what do i need to be aware of so i'm not bringing that onto people that don't deserve it and yeah. it's because of shitty people from my past like that's yeah. that's unfair it's to not them fair to, yeah and i'm still working on that i'm not saying i'm perfect like no. lucas will tell you <laughs> yeah jesse will tell you too like we have an amazing couples counselor who i've talked about before and i just i just feel like every couple could use one like mm-hmm. a good like a good therapist you guys like not just anybody but he was telling me the other day because you know jesse was like this is unfair like sometimes she gets really upset with me and like you're saying like jesse like not, and he's in his sobriety era like he's mm-hmm. just there's really he's very unproblematic for me right like there's a lot of things that still scare him or trigger him from his past relationship and i have things that trigger me we all do we all do <laughs> yeah but that's something we're working on right now is not projecting that onto each other mm-hmm. because like we'll get into this part where we'll just start fighting and we'll just keep snow he's a gemini and i'm an Aries, and we'll just yeah. keep snowballing and we're getting like so mad at each other when all we had to do was just like really like stop the com- like, conversation and yeah, yeah and like just listen to the like first listen to the person who started the conversation and then the other person like follows it up not with like you're wrong or this that and then but what do you need 
Like, because yeah. obviously you're being insecure. So what it's do you It's always need? a trigger. Yeah. And if you can identify what the trigger was that caused the emotion or the outburst, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, okay. Well, you're being triggered because of your past. That has nothing to do with me. Right. And then you can actually have like a constructive conversation yes. about it. <laughs> so he's like, just start asking each other what you need. Mm-hmm from the other person like what do you want me to do so yes yeah we're current i'm currently working on that and i'm gonna say i'm way worse at than him. like <laughs> i'm the toxic one in that regard like i'll just go off yeah <sighs> it's but you frustrating know what? To, to be fair like i really love fire signs and i know a lot of people are always like oh my god they're so intense they're so explosive but do you know what i really love passionate. about you guys <laughs> i have so many sagittarius leo aries friends and it's I think the one thing that it comes down to is I love that you guys are always, like, authentically who you are. Like, you're just always yourselves. Mm-hmm. And I like people that are very centered and, like, they know who they are. They're not easily, like, manipulated by others. So, like, you know, you, you have, like, those girlfriends where you're you're meeting someone new and you're like, so, like, what do you like? I like this. And, like, oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Creepy. Interesting, because <laughs> yeah. that's a very unique thing. But you're like, okay, cool. And then yeah, you're like, they're well, like, I like bangle like, cats like, what too. It's like, what do, you, what do you prefer? Like, this or that? And they're like, oh, whatever you like. And it's like, well, no. Like, I kind of want you to be your own person. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of fire signs, like, you guys just stand your ground oh, better yeah. than other signs do. Yeah. And I really, I like, I value that. I appreciate that. And I've learned a lot from that because being a Taurus, we're, we're kind of the chill, get along with everyone people. Like, we don't really explode too much. Yeah. It takes a lot for us to actually, like, mm-hmm. hit a breaking point. And that breaking point is usually just cutting someone off. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, that's one reason that I've had a lot of, like, <sighs> friends and past you know past situation that I've just x'd out because I I like don't I if I don't feel like you're being as genuine as I am trying to be and how I am then I just get pissed and I'm like bye because I just don't want to put up with it and like I just don't see the point Mm -hmm. right I people also can be a little put off by me also because I just say what's on my mind Right? Like, I just say things. And I try not to be, obviously, like, offensive to somebody else. But, like, if I hear that you're talking crap, like, I'll just be like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Like, let's talk about this. Like, if we're friends, we should just talk about it. There's no beating around the bush. There's no, like... No. Let me talk to this person that's a mutual friend and see if they know. It's like it's no. like almost like creating drama in that sense. Yeah. Like, I don't like when people do that. It's like, be direct, be straightforward, and that's yep. what fire signs tend to be <laughs> yeah i just don't have the fucking time for it like i said i have a million reasons why i don't have the time for that so let's just not do that you know you go on your way i'll go on my way kind of a thing right exactly. so and i'm kind of a black sheep in a lot of ways like i have been in within my own family in some regards like because i just say i'm like no this is actually what's going on why don't we talk about this mm-hmm. and i just want like things to kind of be laid out on the table Oh yeah, if you and talk when they to don't, anyone, I get pissed. We like, talk to anyone in my life. I'm an open book. Like, yeah. there's a lot of girls that are very unwilling to discuss things, whether it's like your past, your history, mm-hmm. um, procedures you've gotten done. Everyone's always shocked that I'm so transparent about everything. It's like, well, why wouldn't you be? Why would you lie? But, but, <laughs> but the reality is, majority of people are so like insecure that they want everything hidden and everything quiet and they just want to seem perfect Mm -hmm. where it's like for me it's like well no like if you're asking about x y or z i'm an open book i'll tell you whatever Mm -hmm. you want to hear (laughs) it well there's yeah and there but there's also certain things that are private obviously oh yeah yeah when it's like if and then you know too like if somebody 
if somebody takes something you tell them and they use it in a way to like slander you when it was an out of trust you know what I mean oh I've been through that a lot yeah <laughs> then you're just like what like no like you know when you're having a conversation with a girlfriend yeah and you don't specifically say don't tell anybody right but it's like you mentioned something that in your head you're like why would this ever be brought up to mm-hmm. anyone outside of oh yes yeah. <laughs> and then later you hear from someone else uh, like they're talking about this like the most random just, person like, shocked. yeah like I had a girlfriend like this that cut out a long time ago thank god <laughs> but it was just like I would confront her about it and I'd be like I, and it wouldn't be like a you know negative confrontation like I said I'm not explosive I would mm-hmm. genuinely just sit down and be like I'm just genuinely curious how this could possibly come up in conversation right. or what kind of conversation like you would literally have to bring it up yourself mm-hmm. to share it yep. and you'd be like well you never specifically told me not to tell anybody <laughs> that's so like, immature and then I'm like okay back it up with what I share with this person going oh. forward <laughs> yes I know. So it's like you want you shouldn't have to feel like afraid to tell people things, right? Yeah. But yeah, I'm just I'm mainly just open and honest because like I like like you, I've had a lot of people take things that I say and twist it around, right? Or yeah. take things and just try to like screw you over. So I'm like, I just don't care. You can uh, I'm on this podcast right now and I'm just sharing all these things that like I'm really scared to share honestly sometimes but I'm like I don't care there's nothing right at this mm-hmm. point in my life there's just nothing that I'm I just I think what happened is we both are at a point where we don't care what people think of us or how they perceive us no because mm-hmm. like we're happy to share this stuff with the hope that it helps somebody or, or like plants that seed for change yes like that's my goal with this at least like I mm-hmm. I'm so open about things I've been through like obviously I wouldn't be like say at lucas's family event and be like oh guess what guys this is what happened to me one time when i was yeah younger. that would be crazy like yeah. that's you know time and a place like yeah. it's not appropriate to share like everything with everybody right but like with like your platform here like your podcast like the reason i'm so willing to open up about some of the darker stuff i've been through in my past mm-hmm. is just with the hope that somebody listening will be like wait a second this sounds like me or this sounds like a situation i'm in yeah and maybe like if that doesn't cause them to change anything about their situation at least it'll plant that seed yeah it'll be and it'll that's, be that's back all i can brain. all i can hope for where it's like then you think back to a time you heard something or mm-hmm. someone said something to you and i'm i was appreciative of all of those moments yeah i have a girlfriend that in a different situation she tried to get me out of it she straight up told me what was going on and i didn't believe her Oof. and you know that friendship we're still friends but we're definitely like slightly more distant than we used to be and I wrote her an entire letter, like, years later, where I'm like, you know what? Like, I appreciate you so much for being one of the few people in my life that genuinely, like, stuck with me and told me exactly how it was, even though it took me another year after that mm-hmm. to really see it for myself. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's... And that's a, that's really says a lot about your character, too, because... You know, there's a lot of people that are really prideful, right? And they'll be like, oh, I'm embarrassed. I'm not ever going to say anything. Mm -hmm. But I think it's nice to, like, do what you did and be like, hey, like, I appreciate that you were trying to help me in that. And I, you know. And I didn't see it until later. But I wanted to acknowledge it because I was (laughs) in the wrong then. Yeah. And that's another thing. It's like we have to realize as people, like, you're not always right. (laughs) No. (laughs) Whatever. You might think in the moment that you know what's best for you. You might think that a certain relationship can get worked out but like one thing i want to say about toxic situations is if you feel like you're constantly working to fix things Mm -hmm. 
red flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're just constantly like, what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a thing. Like, what am I, what? Your relationship should be your safe space. Yeah. Not, not the thing you dread the most out of your day where you don't know where you if have it's a question be good mark. or bad or what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So. Friendships too. Relationships. Yeah. Yeah, any, any relationship in your life, period. <laughs> yes, fuck. Yeah, that's... Damn, okay, wow. <laughs> I don't even know how to follow this up right now. That was all a lot. I'm really glad you got out of that safely, that relationship you were in. Like, in a sense, like, you obviously didn't come out unscathed, but you got out of that relationship, like, something terrible, really terrible, like, your life could have been taken or, you know. Oh, definitely. Like, I think that's where it was going. It was very, very close to that point. (laughs) Yeah, I think the next thing would have been probably that. And that's the scary part is that relationship was over when the scariest thing happened with that person. Right. It was after the fact. So, just, you know... uh, Cover your bases, protect yourself, get a restraining order if you feel it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't like discussing that kind of thing because it makes you sound crazy. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, this girl got a restraining order. But it's like, no, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I had broken bones in my body. Like I needed it. Yeah, that's, so. yeah, definitely don't, don't let people intimidate you. Don't let, you know, other people like do what you feel is good. And then big thing for me, I stayed very quiet for three and a half years out of the four. Right. <laughs> Nobody knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. No one had heard that, you know, there was any physical abuse. Um, the first person that found out was one of my best friends at the time that witnessed it. Okay. Um, so that's the other thing I want to mention. It's like, if something scary is going on, find at least one person that you can trust. Yeah, don't isolate yourself. Just don't isolate because that's what people tend to do. That's what I did. I didn't mm-hmm. want anyone to know that there were problems. So I kept it swept under the rug until... It was too late. <laughs> yeah, and that's not the right thing to do. Yeah. And those, it, yeah, and it's hard. I don't, and for anybody who's listening, don't, you know, if you're in, feeling like you're in a position like that sounds similar to this, don't, like, don't hide from everybody. I can't speak on completely because I've been through experiences with, you know, I don't know. I know that, like, every situation could be unique, but in general, don't hide and isolate yourself, right? Don't try to take the side of your abuser. Don't try to like, you know, don't try to give in to all that because they're trying to make you feel bad. They're trying to make you isolate. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get you on your own, you know? Oh, yeah, they try and isolate you from all your friends, your family members. Yeah. Red flag if they don't like family events, don't want to see your family. Yeah. They try to keep you from seeing your family. Huge red flag. I know, I've had guys who are like, you know, someone in particular that, you know, was like, I don't want to, you know, go to your family things. I don't, I'm like, what? My family's like really, really chill. unproblematic, yeah. very chill. Like <laughs> they know I've dated crazy, you know, they're just like, whatever in yeah. the past. But yeah, I was like, okay, that's weird. You know, and anytime you guys see anything like that, just don't just maybe just move on already. If you see that... And it's difficult, guys. I, I get it. I was in it for four years. I should have been out the first year, the first time something happened. Yeah. It's really difficult. And that's the other part that we touched on earlier. Like, if you know people that are in something similar, just be there for them. Mm-hmm. Don't nag them about leaving necessarily. Just be there however they need you to be. Yeah, because it's going to just... It's their journey. It's their thing. Like Yeah. And know- once they're out of it, they're going to see you as like, wow, like mm-hmm. you really stuck it out with me and they're going to appreciate you that much more. 
A hundred percent. Definitely. It's a heavy subject. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. And yeah, like I always say, like if anybody ever has any questions about anything or needs any resources, definitely reach out. Um, Yeah. And I, I tend to kind of have people come to me with all their problems that's the same way with me people dump the group people People dump dump, things on me and i'm like fuck not to like add more of that to my plate but like (laughs) if you feel like you're in a situation and you don't really have anyone to talk to about it like i am known in my friend groups for not sharing anything i'm like a lock with people's Mm -hmm. information because i think it's super disrespectful to talk about anything that they privately share with you yeah so if you need any advice help or just even like steps or what you could possibly do to safely get out of something because usually that's the concern with physically abusive relationships Mm -hmm. you know that you're going to piss them off by leaving right and that's horrifying because then you know Mm -hmm. what what could they possibly do yes yeah, there's, it's like a big unknown mm-hmm. thing. And there are ways to safeguard yourself, to set everything up prior to even, like, cutting the cord with them. Mm-hmm. There's ways to do it. And if you need Yeah, any there's help, tons of resources these days. Like, everything yeah. is... You almost have... Like, and don't be calling the cops on people for, you know, unless there's really something going on. Like because, like, these reason, days, yeah. they will, like, just throw somebody in jail. And they're... they're <laughs> no, they'll, like, they'll show up. They'll throw one or the other person in. Like, if a domestic is called, like, they don't mm-hmm. fuck around. Like, cops don't fuck around. Yeah. With thing, which is good, right? It protects people. Oh, it's great. Yeah. But, like, let's not be doing this. Like, unless it's really, like... You know, really serious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> legitimate because the state, everything these days, like everything is very much on females, more female side, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, they'll press charges even if you don't want to. They'll do you, they'll do a lot to try it because a lot of the times these situations do not get better. Yeah. Like I have one of my therapists, he's an ex, um, he used to work for like a, I think it's like a church or, you know, some group where it was like battered women and mm-hmm. children. Um, but he, and he, then he would work with the men, right? He would work with those guys and try to rehabilitate them. And he said there was a lot there. Right. Yeah. I saw your face. <laughs> I'm like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> he is so smart. I, I've had a lot of therapists, but he is very with it. And mm-hmm. the moment, like he's no bullshit like me he just says things to me and they're the exact thing i need to hear and like i'm being a shithead he'll tell me i'm being a shithead and i need to hear those things but he was talking about how you know it's possible that you know sometimes it's drugs or alcohol fueled completely or it's this that or the other thing but um you know he was saying that the one thing that's good these days is that women are very protected Mm mm-hmm so guys like don't be afraid to get the restraining order you know there's people will help you yeah through the process like you're not gonna be by yourself yeah and there's definitely some instances where like some sort of change is possible so like, yeah like you mentioned if it's like some mild mental health stuff or if mm-hmm. it's like drug and alcohol abuse or sometimes it's a prescription medication mm-hmm. that like someone's on adderall for example and they're in drug-induced psychosis right like, that's possible or xanax or yeah yeah lots. and that might be a prescription that they actually need so then mm-hmm. it's like you know there, there's a lot of factors that go into this and like sometimes things can be worked out or mitigated to some extent mm-hmm. but there are certain people that just are the way that they are. Yeah. And those are the people that once you see who they are, just try and stay away from them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And then again, like we said, you're not going to be alone. If, you, if you're if feeling alone and you don't want to be alone, there's ways to not be alone in that situation. And there are ways to get yourself out. 
You know, you're yeah. not trapped. You're really well, you not. Really feel, they're going to make you, you feel they, trapped. Yeah, they're going to make you feel trapped. They're going to make you feel that way. But a positive, healthy relationship is not going to do that to you. Yeah, it's not meant to be a trap. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be fun. Like, And that's the thing. That's that's something that I feel like people need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe you haven't had enough friends that you've seen with like successful, happy relationships. Mm-hmm. So me at the time, at that young age, I assumed that that's just what a relationship was like, that everyone struggled, everyone had a hard time. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely not the case. There are very healthy, happy relationships that are possible. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that you're able to see those, the more you are able to realize that that can be a possibility for you. Yes. And that stuff exists. So why would you put yourself through something that's a detriment to your health and mental health and just your yeah. well-being overall when mm-hmm. you can be happy? It okay. is possible. Mm-hmm. So it is, and it and it. A lot of the times, I don't. Maybe some of you guys see me post, but I really like to be positive. And sometimes my kids will dro- joke around with me. They're like, "Oh, <laughs> let me guess. You're gonna say just be positive." But I'm like, really though. Like your brain is in charge of every little part of you, and the way like if you wake up frowning, like you're like, "Oh, I'm just in a bad mood," and you start <laughs> complaining about everything, like you're gonna have a shitty day. Mm-hmm. Shitty stuff's gonna happen to you, like. We've both said been through a lot of shitty shit, but we're not just going to wake up every day and be like, poor me, right? Oh, there's people like, in my life for damn. sure that are like, how, like, oh my gosh, this is a story for a different time. Yeah. But like, my God, did I go through some stuff? And yeah. the following year, I was like, you know, traveling a lot, having fun, maybe drinking a little too much at the time, trying to keep my mind off things. But I had people that were like, how are you okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because I'm choosing to be or at least mm-hmm. i'm working towards being that and it's it's so much yeah. of it comes down to like you're choosing mm-hmm. your current reality you're choosing what you want your life to be definitely feel the emotions cry do all that stuff but also like just like you'll you'll drive yourself mad if you just sit in the pity sit and, and sorrow in, and, yeah. and and i mean we've bullshit. all been there we've all needed to do that i've definitely had periods mm-hmm. in my life where several months maybe six months at a time where I was just wow I was down bad mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you're like okay is this really what I'm gonna keep doing no no and that <laughs> means that shows that you have good character like you are strong enough and you can self-reflect and you know to pull yourself out of a shitty situation whereas like some people will just keep using or drinking drinking and, dr- and oh I'm a victim well you know and then well then now that's what you're gonna be for the rest of your life, right? Yeah, you get and down I think in this sometimes hole. it's as basic as coming to the realization that what you're feeling is very valid. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, was it difficult? Yes. But then that shows that I had empathy and that I cared about the right things. Right. So it's like you shouldn't be upset that you're having feelings. Mm-hmm. No matter how, like, out of control they may seem sometimes. Yeah. You can, you can be in some very dark places, but yep. the core of it just means that your heart's in the right place. And mm-hmm. I think that kind of thought alone has helped me get through a lot of stuff where I'm like, okay, this is this is excruciating right now, but this is because I think I'm a decent person mm-hmm. for even feeling this way about this situation. Oh yeah. And then it yeah. helps you get through it faster. Definitely. Yeah. If you're if you're sitting there after you just created a boundary, right? Like you set a boundary, you're like, hey, but then the person retaliates on you, right? And then you're sitting there thinking oh my god what could I have done better 
guys, just know that that means that you're not the problem in that exactly. situation. You're that being means- introspective. <laughs> you're yeah. not the problem. I know. My therapist was like, he's like, I'm proud of you. Like, you're mature enough to look at yourself, right? He's mm-hmm. like, you really got to stop, like, thinking what could you have done? What could, you know, to change that situation? There's sometimes there's just nothing you can do. It's just the other person. And that taking ownership part may have been why we were too nice. Right. To some degree. Yeah. Because we were more than willing to look at ourselves and be like, <laughs> what am I possibly doing? <laughs> Maybe what can I, I did change? do that. Yeah. What can I do better to have you not freak out for no reason? <laughs> uh, if only you guys could see my eyes rolling at myself right now. Yeah. Damn. But like this podcast is all about what you do is you take that poor decision and then you move. You learn from you it. You move forward and you learn from it and try to move in like a you know, positive direction where you're growing and stuff. Don't just, like, take it and get pissed. And Oh, yeah. My main takeaways from that experience were I really knew what my boundaries were with people. Mm-hmm. I developed my sense of self-worth where I knew what I was, was and wasn't okay with. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had, like, a better a gauge of what I thought I deserved out of a relationship. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm putting in so much and I'm getting so little. There should be more of a balance here. Yeah, I love that. You guys see why I love her so much? She's so smart. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> She's so smart, dude. Oh, yeah, well, this was really, I loved this conversation. I think it was really I know, good. I don't even feel like we're on a podcast. It's great. <laughs> I know. My we're girlfriend. chatting. <laughs> I know. My friends who've been guests are like, I was scared, but that was like really easy. That was fun. I'm like, I know. We're just trying to chill. Like, I want, I really... This took about, since COVID, like I've talked about before on a past episode, where I've thought of this idea since COVID, mm-hmm. and I've wanted to do this. But like you said, I want it to, to be genuine. Yeah. Like how I am, I want people to to listen to it and not think, like, they don't, I don't want people to be second-guessing things or, mm-hmm. like, not trustworthy of the things that are being said here, right? And then you guys, the guests... And myself, we're also sharing things that are like hard. very vulnerable. Very yeah. vulnerable. We're being very vulnerable, you right? Guys. So I <laughs> very don't. Very transparent. Yeah. So I really don't want it to be like shrouded in anything, but like just like, hey, this is just a lesson that has been learned, mm-hmm. and this is something that like I've worked on and I'm healing, and like I'm sharing it with you guys because I feel comfortable and I want to make sure that like other women don't make the same mistakes maybe or they yeah. can listen and or like they can learn from our know that there's yes to make better choices right or there's like some resources that maybe they don't know about or whatever so i feel like this was a really nice yeah hopefully it wasn't too dark for anybody <laughs> <laughs> my life man my life no i don't think so and i just i still get messages from you guys and you know people are so supportive like we you guys give such good criticism about me, about certain topics, um, what you guys like to hear, and everything's been so, like, welcomed. So that's, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I know people, like you said, people go through things. Everybody goes through things. So I think it's nice when people can hear. And most people don't share what they're going through. No. So maybe by hearing what more people have gone through and seeing, like, wow, they're actually, like, doing okay. Yeah. But they've been through some shit. Maybe that gives you more, like, courage and strength to be like, well, I've been through something similar. I've been through something maybe not as bad, but I'm 
taking it a lot harder and maybe yeah. i can push through a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah life that stuff is just gonna happen yeah that's like, life things things come up gonna things happen. happen just try to like be nice to other people and be, be positive <laughs> yeah just mind your business too like yeah <laughs> really just mind your don't mind your business as far when it comes to my podcast you guys listen to this but like you know mind your business in every other way just be a good person try to make what you think is the right decision every day it's pretty simple i mean life is very simple when you really think about it it is we complicate <laughs> people complicate it a lot these days and i'll get into this on another podcast episode but with like social media and everything like everybody always thinks they know certain things or they mm-hmm. see certain things and as we know life is not perfect and nobody it's there's a lot everybody has oh stuff. yeah i can talk a lot having gone from doing quite a bit with social media to being pretty much a ghost non-existent but it feels good right it's being great. non-existent it's been nice i'll get back into it eventually but it's been nice to see who who's real right because a lot of people there's like this perceived value of like mm-hmm. It's based on how many followers you have or what you're doing that mm-hmm. everyone else knows or sees about. But people don't see the stuff you're not showing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, it's a lot easier to find genuine people when they don't have a way to socially measure you, if that's... Right. I know. I Yeah. Again, we'll have to get into this, but it's it's hard. Because, you know, when you have podcasts, you have things you have to be like people oh, want to yeah. know now, your nowadays, story. Nowadays, social media, I think, is very important. Mm-hmm. And I don't currently have anything going on, but I can definitely speak on the fact that it is like your business card. Mm-hmm. So it, to some extent, is Oh, is yeah. People nowadays. literally like have a QR code that you scan and it has like, you know, it's you don't like actually have a business card. It's like, oh, here's my link tree. Here's my Instagram. Here's my Facebook. Yep. Here's my, <laughs> my website. You're like, okay, you know. But yeah. I don't know. Well, I hope you guys had a lot of fun with us. We're going to wrap it up because I'm hungry and you have I a day. Have, I have to go. You <laughs> have to literally leave. So, all right. Well, yeah, just um, like I said, always feel free to contact me. Give us any criticism on the show or not just criticism, love, because you guys do that a lot. Uh, yeah. Anything yeah. you need, reach out. Any well, questions? It's been lovely. Thanks for having yeah, me, Kate. You're always course. a doll. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You are too. I appreciate our friendship. I, I love this. I kind of want to go hang it's, out it's now. So, <laughs> it's so rare to find genuine women that I feel like when I like find somebody that I'm like, I feel like we kind of vibe. I'm like always mm-hmm. like, there's got to be something wrong. <laughs> I know. It's the trauma. Yeah, speaking. usually if people come in hot and heavy, there's something going on there. But yeah, that but wasn't this the case with great. this. Yeah. Had a good time. <laughs> cool. Well, I love you guys. And I'll see y'all next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.